Welcome to the Unknown Subject, a Criminal Minds podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we haven't done this in such a. Long I was time. just thinking that I was like, I feel so out of practice. I feel like we haven't done this in forever. I know. Um, my name's Kelsey Trenti. My name's Kelly McMaster's. And guys, if you've been missing the dog herself, Sadie <laughs> Paul, we're back, back in her house. She's back. So who knows what shenanigans her and I might get into. Gosh, who really does know? So far, so good. And I've been here for a little bit, so. Yeah, she's tired. I Listen, I was really strategic about it. I took her out, (laughs) and I tired her out real good. And then I knew she'd just kind of want to chill. So that's what she's doing. She's eating a peanut butter bone right now. Yeah, she's killing it. Yep. She's great. Um... Anyway, this is the Unknown Subject, a Criminal Minds podcast. We are yeah. going to watch an episode of Criminal Minds today. We are on to season one, episode 17, A Real Rain, yep. with R-E of real Yeah, capitalized. some kind of, that's got to be a Netflix issue, yes? Is that not what it is on other things? I don't think so. I've I'm never seen it capitalized in that manner, except for it's on peculiar. the Netflix. A girl I went to thing. high school with when she joined Facebook accidentally capitalized the first two letters of her last name mm-hmm. and for years she could not figure out how to fix it and we would all call her taylor alexander <laughs> <laughs> shout out if you're listening taylor <laughs> you're rad shout out if you're one of our fans um speaking of fans we've got a lot of new ones yes welcome welcome we're happy to have you yeah um yeah shout out to all of you guys who have been listening and following along um Full disclosure, we get that we feel like we've it's taken us a little bit to get into the swing of things. So thanks for sticking around. Yeah, absolutely. As we find our groove. Or if you're just picking up right here. Yeah. Maybe you just started an episode ago or this is your first episode. Welcome. Welcome. You can listen back. Just, um, you know, take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> Bear with us. Um, we're I mean, still learning. I just think that we're finally at a point where um, the episodes is- are getting good. Yeah. It is what? It is a typo. I, yeah. I was like, that has to be a Netflix issue. Um, but We've caught it. We've caught it. Someone called the Jeff Bezos of next Netflix. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't either. Who is Mr. or Mrs. Netflix? I don't know. Um, but yeah, anyway, we're almost done with season one, which I, is crazy because yeah. it feels like it took both forever to get here and happened in the blink of an eye. Yes. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're like getting into like the last like four or five episodes to yeah. go so um before you know it, it'll be season two we've mentioned this before but we're gonna take like a wee break between season one and season two right, exactly we've but got we promise that we'll be back we have some life things to do and there will be some bonus content in there yes we've got some bonus content planned um but we're excited to get to season two so let's go ahead and get this one under our belt Heck yes. we're at it. Um, all right. So follow along with us. Um, I'm going to press play in three, two, one. Play. I feel great to have the power back with the remote. <laughs> all right. It does feel more natural for us to be here. Yes. We're in Manhattan, New York. It's raining. Oh, it's really raining. We're on the streets. We're panning up to an apartment some window. Where Maybe it looks- it's not an apartment building. I'm assuming a lot. Is that a naked Is that a person? Naked human? 
All right, it's a man oh, who's he's shirtless. He's in his boxes. boxers. Boxes. He's sitting in a chair and he's shaking back and forth and like tapping on his knees and oh, okay, he's taping. He's covering things in tinfoil. He's Classic psychotic t- brick. He's taping tinfoil to his window. Um, and it, oh, he's there's putting like his pants back on. Yeah, they're good for him. There's like whispering and things, so like he must be hearing voices. Now he's gone out into the rain. He's wearing a black hoodie. Uniform of all unsubs. Oh, classic. And he's still rat-a-tat-tatting those fingers on his, on his pockets. Um, we can't see his face, of course. A Woody Harrelson type he's now is in, driving his cab. Yeah, he's in the back of a cab now. The cabbie definitely thinks he's weird because he kind of keeps looking back at him like, all right, Which is like, cabbie calling the cabbie black. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's yeah. trying to make conversation. Guy's not having it. He doesn't want to talk about the Knicks. Yeah, he's just not responding. He's not a basketball fan. <laughs> this man, the unsub man, looks a little middle aged. Yeah, definitely a white dude. Definitely a white dude, just based on how much his face is kind of sagging down mm-hmm. from what we can see. Yep. I'm just feeling in this moment, like being a cab driver, if you don't have like one of those plastic partition things, you're with, vulnerable. You're very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. This person is sitting right behind you, he's clearly a weirdo. I'd be nervous. I would be nervous, too. So the cab is driving him oh, to, to a weird place. A, yeah, like it looks abandoned. Like the parking lot of like a big shipping area. Yeah, it's like under but some it's like train overnight. tracks. But it's like overnight. Like it's the nighttime. Yeah, it's nighttime. The, he's still hearing the voices. He's still doing still his tap, tap, tapping. Now he's out of the cab and he's just looking at the cabbie through the front window. Is he going to shoot he, him? Yeah. The cabbie's like, hello. Shoot, oh, yep. yep. Shoot him. Cab just got, cabbie just got shot in the face. Cabbie's name is Durbin. Oh, Walter. Walter, <laughs> Walter Durbin. Last name Durbin. So when they found him, he was blindfolded. He'd oh. been shot, um, but he was also and there stabbed. Were so there's a lot going on. The blade oh! lodged in his brain. The unsub pulled the handle off. Gross. That's insane. He's also, there's also been a woman found in her apartment, as well as a man found two weeks later inside his studio he's a painter so we've got lots of victims so we're crossing gender lines and the men are two different skin colors yep so we're crossing ethnic lines so this unsub is like all over the place indistinct yeah um so our team is at quantico they're kind of just going through the whole thing they're going through the deets it's so nice to see morgan he's so beautiful why i don't know <laughs> Never mind. I will say I just had to hold myself back from saying it. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, yeah, they're just all blindfolded. It's weird. Well, yeah. the woman's not. Just the men. Oh, was she not? <sighs> Clearly, we're, playing we're, we're a little out of practice. I think. And yeah, I haven't watched Criminal Minds in days. I watched it yesterday, but in a very different. <laughs> scenarios i did finally season 12 is a whole different world than season one let me tell you i got to the point in season 11 where they referenced l yeah (laughs) it's like the yeah because they were like why she fired l spoiler alert (laughs) jeez listen i feel like we have already discussed this spoiler a lot at length yeah so all right so we're on the um jet we're going we're getting to new york in new york Oh, Alicia, she's here. <laughs> she's here. It's me. <laughs> <sighs> okay. 
Oh, Morgan is wearing a very ill-fitting gray suit. Yeah. He looks like a mob boss. Yeah, because he's wearing a V-neck t-shirt, not a tie. Yeah. Or he looks like a man, like, accompanying his hot girlfriend to, like, the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) Emmys. I was going to say, it has to be more casual (laughs) than that. Grammys. All right. All right, the team's playing cards. Yeah, they're just kind of, like, shooting the shit right now. Yeah. They're, we're, we're building rapport as a team yeah. right now. We're they talking don't think about he's, um, black because he got a cab. Oh, <laughs> Morgan said that. Um, so they're talking about whether he's like organized or disorganized and he, whether he's like a blitz attacker or whatever, but Hotch is like, he has like a murder kit with him. That's suggests like at least a little bit of planning. Right. Like you don't just carry that around with you. Um, he's also smart enough to like do this at night. The cab driver, like there, everybody's been found like in a secluded place. Like there's not a lot of people mm-hmm. around, whether it's yeah. the apartment or the studio or that weird like right. parking lot. So, all right. So we are on the scene of the crime where Walter Durbin was murdered. Mm-hmm. Local detective. She's like a feisty looking woman yes. with her like leather, leather jacket. jacket. Yep. Um, Gideon thinks that he picked that spot beforehand um so again he's like planning this to an extent right it's not just like on a whim um so now they're talking about where the cabbie was before yeah like his last fare so that they can maybe have an idea of where the ride originated, originated. Um, gideon's just kind of looking around you know usual. he's just like being gideon just All looking right. around kind of somewhere I think this is the woman's apartment. Uh, So she had just moved into this apartment. She hadn't even filled out her change of address form yet. Um, Which Elle makes the point that because she had just moved in on in that apartment, nobody in that building probably knew her, which took her. So it took her a little bit longer to get found because like no one in the building knew to check on her or whatever. Morgan also found a list of AA meetings. So this one was really... She's, like, getting a getting new a, start. Yeah, getting acquainted with the town, setting up her system, her support system. Yep. So Hotch is looking at all of our little evidence here. Which is a lot of blood splatters. Lots of blood splatter. Um, and so it looks like he oh. was already in the apartment. So they originally thought, like, oh, he must have, like, broken in and surprised her from the front door. But they're saying that she was he shot her she tried to run away towards the front door so that tells them that he was already in the room in the apartment at the time when she so discovered again a him. little bit pre-planned yeah and because no one like really knows she lives there it's secluded in its own way yeah absolutely i mean there's she lives alone like there's mm-hmm. a degree of privacy to right. that right. although like i don't know wouldn't you hear a gunshot in an apartment building <laughs> you'd think <laughs> all right so now we're talking about why he snaps the handle off of it. Yeah. Morgan says it's a, a prison, prison thing. It's a prison thing. And then another cop was like, why? Okay. I don't know. So now Reed is saying, we cut to like this other scene where Reed is explaining this other explanation that there was a serial killer who would stab ice picks into heads and rip the handles off. So mm-hmm. maybe this guy's just copying him. Yep. So we're really just like throwing out all of our possibilities right now. Right. Those are, I feel like, two very narrow possibilities. Yeah, they're very specific, <laughs> but. I mean, the prison one, valid, but. Yeah. I don't know. All right, so Elf thinks he's small. 
Yeah. Teeny tiny on sub. But we've teeny, seen him. Teeny tiny. We've seen him and I don't know. I mean, he's not particularly like. Yeah. <laughs> One of the local cops goes, so we're looking for a smaller and gray white guy. And it's like, first of all, that's all. That's pretty much all of the profiles. Don't you think? Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. The cops all laugh. Yeah. It's like guys, local detectives like cut it out. Yeah. Um, and so Gideon's like talking to the group of cops and he's like, listen, I know it sounds funny, like whatever. And it's also sounds not very specific, but like, there's a lot we don't know still. Um, but what we do know is these are not blitz attacks. He's planning it to a certain extent and he's going to continue to do this until somebody stops him basically. And it's fully ritualized. Mm -hmm. Reed says so that he won't stop until he's stopped. Yep. Yep. Which so hit the, the streets, kids. Keep your head on a swivel. Keep your head on a swivel. Like my favorite kind of chair. <laughs> swivel. <laughs> wow. Um, right. Beautiful JJ. Beautiful JJ. Middle part JJ talking to a fierce ass local cop. And she's oh, like, I've talked I've to your... I've got to save his attention. Yeah. I'm sorry. Stop I snapped. Snapping. No snapping. No whistling. Nothing. Just, nothing of just that nature. Sit here and All talk right, into so this So cut to a church. We are that looking is at the a back of some lady's Catholic head. church. And it's an old lady, and there's a person. There's our the unsub because he's in his black hood. And she's like, Hey, are you okay, buddy? Excuse me, Sadie. <laughs> and he's right. just doing his tap, tap, tapping thing. He's hearing his voices, and she's like, Are you all right? And he's not saying anything. He's going to stab he's, her in the yeah, face. Our shots are quickening. We're, our jump cuts are. He's walking fast. away from her, and she's walking the other way. Okay, so he just dipped his hand in the holy water. So maybe he's Catholic because he knows that he's supposed to do that. Yeah, maybe he's got some sort of religious like psychosis. Ugh, we've already done that in this season. No, <laughs> diversify your storylines. Maybe, maybe not. He's walking up to the confessional. Oh, or his next thing is premeditated, like he's going to kill a priest. Oh, and he goes in and he shuts the curtain, and the priest's little the priest. door opens, and the oh, gunshot! Is just immediately scared. Yeah, and he gets shot through the little cagey thing. I should know what that's called because yeah, I'm a you're Catholic. the Catholic, a bad you're one, the token Catholic. All right. So Sadie the team is, is at the under church. My legs. Yeah, just let her do That's her thing. Okay. Um. All right. So they're in the church. All right. So the, the priest, priest has was been taken. blindfolded. He's been dragged out of. Just let her stay there. Don't let her climb up that way. Okay. <laughs> there we go. So he's been dragged out of the confessional, blindfolded, and he's like laying on the floor. Um. So obviously all about presentation like he's not yes. leaving them where he kills them he has to move them and set up the blindfold yeah, and like do the whole thing they're talking to the old lady and he's like she's like i saw this guy he had a hood on like he wouldn't talk to me and he was she was like i should have known like something was up like he was being a super big weirdo um oh and she, she says, says she she says he she feels like he couldn't hear her oh because she says, I asked if he was okay, and he didn't say anything, and he didn't even look at me. It was like Which, he... Yeah. And he couldn't... But she was like, I couldn't stop watching his hands. Like, they were just, like, tapping like they were playing a piano or something. Or fingering a that, rosary. Okay, Catholic lady. Like, that's not even <laughs> remotely what it looked like, but... um, I feel like Elle just said, unless he's not killing at random... Which, ding, ding, ding! He's not killing at random. Right. But, I mean, they have no real proof of that at this point. I guess that's true. Like, he has a ritual, but there's nothing linking these people together, so there's no reason to believe that he wasn't choosing randomly. Yeah. 
other than the fact, I guess, that he's like very specifically picking where he kills them. Right. To me, the cabbie's the most random because he could have yeah. picked any cabbie. Exactly. Maybe it's like. Ooh, oh, interesting. There was okay. a pedophile in the church. So someone in so that church was left. indicted for pedophilia. And um, but the priest kind of swept that under the rug and was like, eh, don't worry about it. Yeah. So. Okay. So there's Reed was at shit. the body and found Flint in the guy's ear. He's mm. connecting it to Egyptians. Egyptians. Random. I don't feel like I would make that leap either. No. I would be like, it's for lighting fires. And he stuck it in his ear. And he stuck it in his ear. He wants his ear on fire. Um, now okay, Gideon, so Gideon is, is very picking slowly. Picking up the blindfold. Yeah. He's he, looking. And he says, does anything strike you as strange? The and blood's all on the inside. Yeah. So does that mean that he... He blindfolds them after he does it. Yeah. I feel like we knew this. Maybe we jumped to that conclusion and they didn't. Oh. <laughs> That's also possible. I guess because we witnessed that first murder. Oh, right. So we know, we know. that he didn't kill him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I recognize that dude from something later. So they're looking at... Um, oh, okay. So they are now discovering that all of the victims have been in the criminal justice system. Yes. So our, the girl was... She was indicted on administering a fatal dose of heroin to her boyfriend. Um, the cabbie... Found not guilty. Yes. Oh, the cabbie was beating his wife, but they've all been found. They've all been exonerated or acquitted, basically. We've got ourselves a vigilante. A vigilante. You couldn't think of the word, could you? I could not. I'm glad you came in there with it. Okay, so we have some, all three of the previous victims were charged with the felony. All three were later found innocent and acquitted. Um, and the local detective's like, why does that matter? Yeah, and they're, he's they're like, trying to oh, be like, it matters. why didn't you pick up on this? Why didn't you know this? And she's like, I, I don't know. Eh? I don't keep a running total of everybody's like, <laughs> everybody's rap sheet in my head. All right. So we're getting the profile. Yes. So the flint, it's a very special flint knife. It's efficient. Oh, the um, flint was also the knife. Yeah. I thought it was but just the blindfold is like Lady Justice. So uh-huh. the justice system uh-huh. is supposed to be blind. Blah, 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 blah. A poetic sense of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. So true. So now we're getting all of our rundown from Reed. And he's saying that um, serial vigilantes are pretty rare. Um, they don't happen a lot, but it's extremely personal. Like they're usually a victim of violent crime themselves that feel like they didn't get justice. So now they're going to go off and get justice for other people. Yes. Um, and they have just like a really skewed, overblown sense of of what justice is and it's like to them it's not them going off the rails it's like it's truly right in their minds right and now Gideon is explaining that this is likely someone who works near or in the justice system which makes sense lawyer a cop da 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 so guarantee 20 bucks that one of these cops gets offended because yeah, they're they- like hey <laughs> yeah. can't be one of us was that your New York accent <laughs> My God. New York meets Yogi Bear. I was going to say it was a little bit Yogi Bear. Hey, uh. Okay. Um, so we're, we're unsub green screen visioning hard right now. <laughs> like, yeah. They're, they're, you know. We're looking at some 
plain white man. So one of the things playing that, the, the the last things that Gideon just said is that in addition to like the sense of justice and everything. Um, oh my gosh! Suddenly everybody has the unsub's face. Yeah, it's weird. The it's unsub, really weird. This unsub also feels like they're not um, given the correct amount of attention for what they're doing like they feel like yes. they're unseen which is also very common lots very of very common like, everybody's nobody in knows it for the glory me. yeah okay so you just freaked out oh okay. so the press has kind of gotten a hold of this now which before jj had said hey it's been great like we've been able to fly under the radar the press hasn't linked these murders yet but now they have because no, they just they picked have. up a, a newspaper cover and it says judge and jury and it's talking about the vigilante and now our friends are eating chinese food yes which is gonna make me hungry i love when they like just eat while they're solving the case from now on it usually becomes like they get like takeout from somewhere yeah but right now they're taking time to go to a restaurant and eat a meal together <laughs> Yeah, and Reed, and Reed is struggling. Yeah. He just keeps dropping noodles. Um, so <laughs> they are talking about the fact, the very real possibility that they could, this person could be a cop. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gideon said that he purposefully didn't really like talk about that in front of the cops because he didn't want to alert anyone. I mean, like, there's mm, a very so real... that we didn't get that moment mm-hmm. that we thought we might. Mm-hmm. Hello, ma'am. Sadie might rip this USB yep. cord. She's, 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 Sadie, she's, Sadie. <laughs> <laughs> she's struggling so hard right now. Okay. Okay. Hey, Lay hey. Down, Sadie. You can sit down, please. That's it. Lay down. And here we go with the Sadie interruptions. She has put her paws on me, <laughs> so I will not move. She's like, you stay here. I'm going to sit right next to you, Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, they're just like talking about a bunch of shit that I just don't really care about. They're yeah, talking about like old cases and like um I think I feel like this episode is in, involving a lot of them like interacting with each other. There's a lot of yeah. like rapport building happening, I feel like in this episode. Them just like talking and like shooting the shit and throwing theories around. Yeah. Um so, and Elle's like, don't you think it's weird that we're, like, eating dinner and we, like, can't stop talking about our jobs? And then Hotch, like, turns over and just goes, so, Elle, are you seeing anybody? And she's like, mm, don't talk to me about this. Oh. Sadie. Just lay down, Sadie. Don't lick me. She can't help herself. That's, there Sadie's she is. Sadie's licking the mic. <laughs> Sadie. Lay down. Lay down. She's just, like, too big for her own good. Got you in a headlock, boo-boo. <laughs> Honestly, you just need to kind of ignore her. All right, All right so Unsub's so getting off the bus. You too, listeners. <laughs> listeners, if you hear just <laughs> that Sadie. Or heavy breathing. <laughs> All right, so the Unsub just got off a bus, and he's clearly walking to go kill somebody. And so it's like cutting between oh. that, and then now they just got the call. Oh, yeah. He just. The team. He took out a cop killer. Oh. Cop killer. Okay. Maybe. Now Gideon Kelsey's is getting distracted by Sadie. Well, she's really cute. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen a picture of her, check it out on Instagram. I'll take one right now. All right. So we're back at the um, police station, and they're saying the latest victim two years ago killed two cops, um, and he was just found shot six times outside of his apartment. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just 
Callie's hand. Because <laughs> I wasn't looking. <laughs> it was fully like we were like on a first date. And she was trying to hold my hand. I was really just trying to pet the dog, but I wasn't looking. <laughs> it was very tender. Oh, boy. Hello. Hello, Shady. Okay, we're really not focusing, which is not okay. <laughs> I know, we've missed so much. Um, so they think it's weird that the unsub isn't really contacting the press or anything. Like, he's not trying to really get attention for this yeah. or take credit for any of this. Which is weird because they kind of profiled him as someone who's going to want a lot of right, credit. Right, like, he, he gets mad that he doesn't get attention in his, like, day job. Um. So now what they're thinking is like, okay, let's try and get ahead of this at least a little bit because we know that he has a very specific type of person. So maybe if we're able to find some like high profile controversial acquittals, um, we can find some of his victims ahead of time. Um, But now they're starting to get phone calls and things from people that are basically looking at this guy as a hero. So he's starting to get attention that he didn't really ask for. And people yeah. are clearly looking at him being like, well, he's doing the job that like the cops couldn't like yeah. whatever. Oh, Garcia Garcia's has some weird pigtails happening. She has so many screens. I can never get over the number of screens. I've also noticed the technology sounds that they add in. Oh yeah. Like as she it's tapes, like beeping, it's like <laughs> indiscriminate beeping. Yes. Um, so Garcia is obviously going to be the one she's going to look through and like look for the acquittals and stuff, but there's obviously a lot. We're in New York City. That happens a lot. She basically was like, there's more than a hundred thousand like last year. Yeah. Um, so they're just going to basically have to start combing through it. Um, but... Oh, the, I think they also discovered that all of those cases were done through the same courthouse, I think. Mm. So there's a link there. So it's got to be somebody who works at that courthouse right. or in like the vicinity maybe like of that the courthouse. Right, like stenographer or the bailiff. The bailiff or, yeah. Because, I mean, think about how many people work in a courthouse. It's not just, like, judge and, right. like, lawyers. It's all of the little people who make the courthouse tick. Right. Um... Are they going to the courthouse? Our team is walking somewhere. They're on the street, and we have... Okay, yes. Yeah, there we Gideon, are. There, we walk past Lady Justice. are walking into the courthouse. Um, and they're talking to this lady. Mm-hmm. And they're basically now just, like, reading the profile to people who work at the courthouse. And be like, does this describe anyone to you? And the one lady that Gideon's talking to is like, listen, like... You live in, you work in a place like this long enough, like you're going to meet somebody that fits that description. That's like kind of jaded about the justice system. Yeah. Um. So Reed and Hotch are talking to some dude, and they're like talking about this one, talking about the profile, and he said the same thing. He's like, "That's most of the people in this building." Yeah. So it could be. It could be anybody. So many people. Yeah. And, like, the guy that they just talked to was, like, listen, like, you work in the justice system long enough, like, you're going to meet a lot of people who feel like the justice system fails, and you're going to feel, you're going to meet a lot of people who think that what this guy is doing, like, isn't so bad, because, like, there are a lot of people who don't get what they deserve, which is a little terrifying to think about. (laughs) Yeah. So Gideon is just reading a paper in the middle of the courthouse. Mm -hmm. So now Reed is asking about Iowa. Which may be something we missed because we were distracted. <laughs> you were talking 
to a dog. And Gideon says that it was one of the first cases that Hotch and Gideon worked together. Small town, two boys had been murdered, same signature. Um, the profile led them to a guy who was like a local 4-H leader. So, Iowan. Um, and at some point, the guy like tried to shoot Hotch and instead of firing, Hotch talked him down. Great job, Hotch. Like, that sounds great. Um, and then they said they went to trial. The guy's wife gave him an alibi and the jurors believed her and he walked free. And it sucked. And then oh, he got out he and he went someone and killed else. somebody else. So Aww. a perfect example of how things can go awry. And people can get out even if they shouldn't. They are, you are having such a tender moment with Sadie right now. Yeah, Sadie just decided to um, sit with me. She's like, uh, maybe I can lick your face like this. So they keep looking at this one newspaper that keeps putting out um, Excuse me. stories about this. And now they're like, how does this particular journalist know so much? It's almost like he's like, he has a source or something. So JJ's now talking to him. She looks beautiful. Yeah. Um, so he has a righteous killings he file. He has a folder that, he, that says righteous killings. That's not. He just like. Yep. Sneakily put somewhere else. And JJ's like, look, the fact of the matter is, is that you're scooping us and you're also scooping every other reporter. So what's the deal? You yeah. have to know what do you something. Know? Who do you know? Um, Who are you? And so they're going to like turn it on his head and they're like, they're like, oh, like you can help us. Like we're inviting you to help us. Like Jason Gideon wants your help. And he knew he knows exactly who Gideon is. And he's yeah. like, Jason Gideon wants my help. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So they're thinking clearly, like, he either is the unsub or he's, he, knows the, he unsub. knows the unsub. So they're talking to him right now, and they're like, how did you get to the vigilante thing so quickly? Like, other members of the press hadn't even connected these killings, and you all of a sudden knew exactly what was going on. And he was like, well, it wasn't that hard. Like, I just had to, like research who these people were and it yeah. was pretty quick which like fair enough like how did it take them that long to figure it out Sadie? yeah sadie's licking my mic again <laughs> it's okay hi sadie she just got the closest she can stay here it's fine hey. we're buddies i know so it's very clear that this journalist thinks that this guy is a hero like he thinks that this guy is doing a good thing and that's why he's writing it in the way that he's writing it but like he's not really helping the situation sadie lay her head down on my leg i feel so chosen (laughs) (sighs) i feel like sadie's been a distraction in cuteness today Uh not necessarily in shenanigans yep so Gideon just asked the the um, reporter being like. Is Gideon or Hotch? Gideon okay. just asked him. He They're was like, there. so why would you stab them in this particular way? And the journalist was like, excuse me, what? And they're and so clearly they're like, are you the unsub? Yeah, they really think it's him. We know it's not him because the unsub we've, does not have a beard. Oh, good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, journalist has a beard, but we've seen the bottom half of the unsub. Yeah, why face. wouldn't they bring in that old lady and be like, is this him? Yeah, and she'd be like, no. No, he didn't have a beard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy to grow and not that long, though, I guess. But you shave a beard, it grows back. Yeah, I guess. Um, And so Gideon's like, all right, I get it. You're not the killer, buddy. But um, you are not helping. <laughs> you're like living up. You're living vicariously through this psychopath. 
Yeah. So he's accusing him. He's like, listen, I get it. You're kind of a loser. Like you drink too much and like you haven't been that successful of a journalist up right. until this, this point. This guy is like your big rage. But you and, hope he doesn't get caught because you're going to be boring. Which like this. that is just like Gideon's just like psychological bullshit where it's yeah. like he sometimes will just like say stuff to people just to like fuck with yeah, their heads. Exactly. And he's like, I know you're not the unsub, but I think you're a grade A jerk. So I'm going to screw you up anyway. Yeah. All right, so our actual unsub, who we now can see his face pretty well, he's in a park. Oh, Oh. he just openly shot some of the dude. So he was not as secluded. No, and I don't. Do you think that that was on purpose? It doesn't seem like it. I'm not sure. Because what happened was he was standing in the, like, by a fountain, and the guy saw him and clearly was like, you're kind of sketchy. And he, like, there's been news all about this. So he was like, hey, like, what are you doing? And he, like, panicked and shot him. Which, if you think you found the serial killer. Yeah, would would you you be like, hey! (laughs) Don't do that, guys. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Call the cops. Um, Be like, yeah, there's this weirdo Oh, the victim was an undercover cop. That makes more sense. Oh. oh, and he just walked in. Okay, so a dude who just walked in with a gun in his hand and blood on his face and hands came in and he goes, this is the unsub. He's, I don't think it is either. He doesn't look as old as the unsub does. Oh, it's just somebody who was inspired by him, I bet. Oh. So it's not the unsub, but yeah, he, he obviously. Didn't have fingers. Yeah, he didn't have the. You're right. He didn't have like the twitchy finger mm-hmm. thing. So now they they have him in the interrogation room, and basically it turns out he's just a security guard. Like, that's what he does, but he thought it was so cool what the vigilante was doing. Yeah, that he, wanted he wanted to, like, get in on, on it. Action. And so he basically was sitting in that park, like, waiting for crime to happen. Yeah. Which is not an effective way to yeah. do this, I feel like, but whatever. So he's basically explaining to them exactly that. He was like, there's scum all over this city and like they're animals and like muggers and rapists and like whatever so like i just felt like i was gonna get out there and like help and uh, uh, he just he, says if you hunt us on the street you will die the way you live talking about criminals basically yeah and so the detective was like okay well why did you turn yourself in um and he was like well i can't do this all by myself like i needed people need to see what happened we need to the me. teenage mutant ninja turtles but it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically um he thinks he knows that guy was a thug so they i don't think they know that this isn't the answer oh, because he's true. talking about the previous victims and like being like well you know so-and-so was a wife beater the priest covered up for a pedophile like they deserved it um, but I, you can kind of tell by Gideon's look on his face. He's like, this isn't the, yeah, up. he just asked, is that why you stabbed him in the groin? And the ah, guy goes, that's what he deserved. Yep. And classic misdirect. Right. Exactly. That's not yep. something that actually happened. And so they're basically just coming to that conclusion, which is like, he went into the park hoping that he might stumble in upon something, but he's not our guy. Like also the stranger that we thought was a stranger was an undercover cop. I know I already said that. Listen, sometimes Kelly really likes to accuse me of not listening to her, but I would like to argue it's the other way around. She's just really screwing her shit up over there. (laughs) Mics are falling. She's distracted by puppies. All right, so now we're at the funeral for the undercover cop. He's having a full-on police funeral that is being broadcast on the news because the team is at uh, the police station watching it on television. Um, And obviously they're doing this on purpose because this is something they do all the time, which is like see if the unsub will show up to the funeral. Um, 
And they're also thinking like this is really going to get the unsub riled up because the unsub likes cops. Like right. they're on the cop. He's on the cop side. Like it's going to make him so mad that somebody who was totally innocent and who was a good guy got killed in all of this. Um, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So Gideon is like, hopefully he'll panic and just like draw attention to himself somehow. Local detective doesn't seem to believe that's going to work. And, and she's, she's very also, upset. Yeah. Rightfully like, upset about her. Just not happy that yeah. she said a cop died. Um, and she says like that. Yeah. She thinks cop killers are the worst. Yeah. Which like she, what she just said, like echoes a little bit about what our unsub's doing. Like she was like, if there was any justice, like cop killers would like have to listen to that song that they play like over and over and amazing over again. Amazing grace. I mean, oh, that is amazing grace. <laughs> Damn it. That song. I don't know. I've never heard it before. Whatever. Okay. Um, So Gideon, or no, uh, Dorian might have just had a break in the case. So they're saying, he's saying that a court reporter, like a person who takes the notes and transcribes the notes, they're usually three to six months behind which makes sense because all of these cases happened a while ago. So it's not like they're like new things that have just, they've, these people have just been acquitted. Like this happened a while ago, but yeah. it makes sense because if he's sitting there reading through these files, he's just finding out about them then. Right. And okay. Now the little hand thing that he's doing, that could be transcribing and typing. So not playing a piano, but oh, typing. using the steno machine. Yeah. All right, so now Garcia is going to do her thing. All right, so we got to find out who the court stenographer was. Court stenographer was, and it's one guy. Okay, so he has never been convicted of a crime. Oh, but but his his parents parents were were killed killed in in a attempted robbery. Yep. Let me guess: the robber got off. Yep. They didn't say, but we can assume. You can assume. I've watched enough Criminal Minds to know. And there he is, Marvin Doyle. Doyle called in sick. That's not Marvin Doyle. No, that's just some other dude. That's just another dude. But there's all sorts of... Paintings of Lady Justice Mm -hmm. all over the place. So basically he's sitting in a room all day long, (laughs) like looking at paintings of Lady Justice. All right, so Hotch is getting this judge to give him a warrant right then and there. Yep. Don't don't even waste your time. Marvin Doyle's house. Go to his apartment. I was calling him Mike Doyle, but that's our lovely representative. Oh, all right, so they're going to bust that door down. And how much do you want to bet he's not going to be there? Uh, so all the tinfoils. All the tinfoils all over the windows. Yeah, we know this is our unsub. Mm-hmm. Yep, and they're like, so oh, he, wow, he was going to crazy town, wasn't he? Yeah, he's trying to keep voices yeah, trying out. Trying to keep the voices out. Oh, there's also foam padding. He really put some effort wow. into that. Um, so he's soundproofed it's completely the place. soundproofed. And um, that kind of foam is not oh, that strong. Oh, that's weird. So uh, yes. he's got all these pictures, but in the pictures, like there's one of the people. It looks like a woman has her face like scribbled out. And L just found a life insurance check that he did not cash. Huh. So are those his parents in those photos? It must be. Yeah, and that woman mother, looks old. The mother is. Her face All right, we found out. a box full of flint knives. <laughs> Just got to have a collection of them. Oh, look at them. Uh, um, so Dorgan just found something. He says, it's hey, a guys. a big old room of files. A big old sonography machine. machine. And the keys are all worn out. So he's basically just been going nutso in there. 
transcribing shit. And he's transcribing his voices. Oh. Yeah, that's weird. I find course I find sonography so interesting. Me too. Sometimes I think about learning it. It's so interesting. Like I don't know how I don't know how you ever begin to learn something like that, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it's like learning a new language. Yeah, I'm not good at learning languages. <laughs> didn't, language never stuck. My four <laughs> years of French didn't stick. English stuck. English stuck. That's it. Yeah. All right. So they're basically just like still in his apartment. They're still going through all of his files and everything. Um, basically, they're trying to figure out, okay, who is he going after next? Yeah. Um, so he's escalating. So he's going to go for like a big fish, yeah. like somebody who really did something terrible and got off. Um. All right, so they think he has OCD and is continually going through his transcripts. Okay. So literally it could be anywhere. Yeah. He could have cycled through and gone back through again. Right. Oh, so they think that, like, the voices that he's hearing in his mind are the victims that, like, didn't get justice. Uh, um, because... In the testimony that he's reading, like, people talk about, like, what happened to the victim and, like, he's, like, hearing that testimony in his head, basically. Yeah. Um, so they think that he's going to go after someone who killed a parent because he lost his parents. Oh, yeah. That's a big fish for him. And so we just saw the unsub. He's sitting in a car and he has a picture of a guy um, and the guy is walking down the street. So he's going to go after the picture this guy. he has is the guy's mug shot. Yes, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> um, so Gideon just called his house and a woman picked up the the new victim's house. And she's like, oh, this is his wife. What's up? And he's like, where's Ted? <laughs> so he's walking the down the street. Is like, he's, <laughs> he's in not the here. least accessible place. But he's walking up to his apartment building because he's just walking in the front door. The unsub is right behind him. Is and he's inside in. the building. Why he, wouldn't he have noticed the unsub by then? I don't know. He probably just was like, oh, somebody came in right behind me, whatever. Like, you know, like you walk into your apartment building, somebody walks up with purpose. You think like, oh, my God, he just came into their apartment and shot the dude. Gideon is still on the I phone. I wasn't even looking. The unsub came in and just shot the dude right in the chest. With the wife standing lives. right there. So the FBI is on the scene. The wife is in the apartment with the unsub. We've got ourselves we don't a know if Ted situation. is dead or alive. Um, Gideon thinks he's like, I think I could talk him out. But the the local detective is like, I got snipers if like, we can't do let's this. Let's take care your of way. this shit. Yep. Um, and Gideon's like, the only good thing is that like the wife is there. And like, since he has such like a strong feeling of what's right and wrong, like he's not going to like the fact that he has an innocent hostage. Yeah. So they're probably going to be able to talk him down. Yeah. So Gideon's putting on his vest. He's walking in. Hotch is right behind Hotch him. Is, we're reliving Iowa. Yep. So, oh, you're right. So, Unsub has, like, Ted in his lap in a weird <laughs> way. Like, they're, they're like, like, sitting against the wall and he's pulled Ted over. Yeah. So, he's, like, hoisted him up. And the poor wife is just, like, looking at him. It seems that Ted is still alive. Yeah. I think Ted's going to make it. He's, yep. like, breathing. So, Gideon is, like, okay, if... If Ted admits to you what happened, will you be happy? I recognize this unsub. You do? Who like is he's been he? in something else? Yeah. In Criminal Minds or something else? Something else. 
Um, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. He All has right. a little bit of the dad from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids vibes. Very much so. But it's definitely it's not definitely that guy. Not him. Um, so he hasn't stabbed him yet. So no, Gideon is like. he's got the knife right there. Yeah. So Gideon is like, okay, let's, inter- like, he, they're, they're trying to draw Marvin in. So they're like, okay, let's interrogate him together. Like, let's get him to tell the truth about what happened. Yeah, so, so now they're going to try to get the, Ted. Ted? Ted. They're going to try to get Ted to say. Like, oh, I killed my parents or yeah. I, whatever. Um, so and then Marvin will. So it, I think down. what happened was that his parents were abusing him. And so, oh. and he killed them. So he, that's why he was acquitted. Um, and so Ted's like, no, they hurt me. Like, whatever. Um, Hotch is relating this to Iowa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're basically, they're, as we know, empathizing. So they're like, listen, dude, like, you don't have to tell us that the justice system is fucked. Like, we see it all the time. Yeah. Like, and they're like, they, listen, like, you this- can't kill criminals fast enough to keep up with it. But clearly mm-hmm. Marvin has lost all sense of yeah. reality because he's like, I'm so tired and they killed my parents. and like, whatever. Yeah, he's really spiraling. Sp- Poor yeah. wife is just crying in yeah. the corner. I'm surprised she hasn't left well, or would, someone else hasn't scooped her out. Would you leave your husband in that well, situation? I feel like I would want someone else to scoop me out. <laughs> Come scoop okay, me out. He has dropped. He's dropped Ted. Face? So Ted is on the floor out of out of the shot of the sniper. So they could do it. Oh, yeah, this, Ted. Ted pointed his gun towards Gideon and the sniper took the shot. Oh, no. Oh, Hotch, Hotch took, took the, the shot. shot. What a hot shot. What a hot shot. That's also classic. Silence. Well, that's classic Hotch because Hotch is always the one yeah. that comes in and takes the shot. Yeah. Which maybe that's like a character thing because now we know about that Iowa situation. He didn't take the shot right. that day. But now he always takes the shot. And now there's a very poor a rendition of hallelujah yeah it's a weird version not great no everything's slow motion stick with the original or the Gideon. adam sandler what not adam it? sandler mike myers <laughs> from shrek what is it about television shows when they're set in new york that there's always like weird steam yes i was i was like she's gonna say steam there's always like weird steam like rate like like floating through the city and it's like very theatrical but at the same time it's like what the fuck like is there really that much hot air moving underneath (laughs) the city like i've been to new york city and i don't remember seeing pouring out from From everywhere from everywhere on both sides of the screen they clearly just shoved smoke machines down there yeah so basically, we're just like slowly pulling away as the because now it's just kind of underneath that cop car and over there. So now we're cutting to like footage of them interviewing people around town about this, and they're all yeah. like, "No, like, like basically, he was our Batman. He was and great. We really like, loved it. yeah, like the guy's a murderer. Who gives a shit? And he's like, he got what was coming into him, and blah 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 blah. And it's just like, it's commentary on the justice system. I feel like, yeah, and Mark Gordon and Mark Gordon. And Sadie has flipped around finally to give me her butt. She is finally relaxed. She was relaxed for like the last 10 minutes. Yeah. We and had she, a good little snuggle. Her eyelids are getting heavy. Now she's going to take a nap. Same. Same. Um, well, yeah, that was episode 17. A real rain. Why was it called a real rain? Um, 
there was a quote that they read from somebody oh, about we something about justice, attention. and it was one, I saw it real quickly, but wasn't paying close enough attention to even tell you what the what the quote was from. I love Sadie's ankles. <laughs> they look so strong. <laughs> Should but that like, be the title of the episode? Petite. I love Sadie's ankles. That's so weird. Of all of the parts of her to think are really great, her ankles. Well, just look at them. It's like I, it's so thin right there, but then there's that tendon. <laughs> I don't look at a lot of dog ankles. I was going to say, I was like, I feel like you're very much showing the fact that you are not a dog owner. Because you're just like fascinated by weird parts of her. I'll have to look at my number one favorite dog, Pip's ankles, next time I see him. <laughs> anyway, They're probably a little more robust. This, He's a German <laughs> Shepherd. This episode is taking <laughs> such a weird turn. This is what happens when we record here and Kelly hasn't seen Sadie in yeah, three weeks. Yeah, I haven't seen Sadie in months. <laughs> um, anyway, I apologize if you're not We're here for... hands now. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> if you're not here for the dog content. Um, but thanks for being with us. Yeah. Um, you know, as Kelsey always says, rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Don't give us a bad rating for this episode, though, in particular, if you're annoyed. <laughs> if you're excited that Sadie's back, give us a five-star review. Yeah. Definitely. Let us know. Definitely let us know. Um, yeah. Rate, review, subscribe. Hit us up on Instagram. That seems to be the most uh, hopping place in it the It is a hopping place. Hey, shout out to Reddit. We've got some friends oh, from yeah. Reddit now. Yeah. Um. You can find us on Facebook at Unknown Subject Podcast. Yep. Hey, I tweeted the other day. Did you really? I did. I said the Unknown Subject Twitter is back. <laughs> <laughs> Has she tweeted since then? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway. Um, but that's Unknown Sub Pod if you want to go hang out. Yeah. Maybe I'll wanna, tweet again. Yeah. I mean, you tweet at her. I guarantee you she'll tweet back. Follow for follow. Tweet for tweet. <laughs> tweet for tweet. Um, a tweet a tweet. <laughs> Wow. Twit a twit. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, thanks for being with us, friends. Yeah, friends. Come binge back buddies. next time, binge buddies, for another episode of The Unknown Subject. We'll be doing episode 18 next. Yep. There's that's what, what happens. That's what that's follows 17. Nu- that's numerical order. Um, but until next time, as they say when they catch the unsub, it's, it's over. over.